be the chicken, not the egg. Amen. That is the lesson from today's podcast. Yeah. So. See you next week. <laughs> we often get asked. down the intensity of my light. You ready? Oh, okay. Oh, lovely. It's the tropical sunset there. Yeah. And if you would like to see that in video action, then get on Spotify because we now have video podcasts. Very exciting. I wonder how many people watch it. Yes. Can we tell? Probably. I feel like Spotify's analytics are be pretty good it's 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 to whether they let us know about that if they, if they keep it all for themselves in their little analytics box yeah do we have some small talk do you have any anything you want to say before i just was about to just go in so you were actually, go in weren't you i saw it i saw you draw I, back the bow yeah so i have got something to show you this is titled man caught secretly being a fan So it was a little bit jumpy. I just want to clarify. I saw the right thing. It's the man who's sat at the table clapping. Yeah. And then and spots the camera's looking at him and tries to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he's just at that point, you just got to lead into it, haven't you? you? You have to. I just, I feel so bad for people that have moments like this on the internet. Cause that's a mildly awkward moment, a bit embarrassing but would have gone completely forgotten in a month's time. But now 7 million people have seen that. Like his, his one awkward moment has been immortalized. Yeah. Well, so I had a moment like this at a wedding recently, because I love a wedding. I'm always at weddings. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, there were these like singing waiters who, I don't think any, it, like people in the audience didn't really know it's not the audience people like the guests at the wedding didn't really know that they were singing waiters deliberately so the waiters at one point just go like ladies and gentlemen it is tradition in our country for the waiters to sing a song and everyone's like fuck like this is this is bad this isn't planned anyway these guys start like singing songs and one of the things was they got they picked me randomly out of the crowd got me up to the front sat me on a seat so i'm facing a whole like a room full of people sat up eating their dinner and I'm just sat on the seat and these three guys just like dance around me and like they're serenading me and they're singing. Um, is it one direction? Something like you don't know you're beautiful or something. And I'm just sat there thinking like, fuck. And I had the thought, the reason it prompted me to think this is I had the thought that if someone's filming this and has the, the thought of like, I'm a sickness on the internet, this is like, this is the sort of thing, like the, the the reaction on my face is the sort of thing that goes, that gets turned into a meme or a gif. Or this like, this um, kind of thing always seems to happen to you. Like if, if you were to say like, guess who they pulled up <laughs> to sing the song yeah, what's with. So, what's so funny is that um, they were like, so at the start of the meal, 
the waiters come out and they give everyone their starters. And the guy puts a starter in front of me and goes like, Johnny, Johnny boy, how you, how you doing? And I don't know him. And he left and everyone at the table's going like, how do you know the waiter? And I'm like, I don't know the waiter. I've never met him before. And Becca's like, you always make friends with weird people at these things. Like, what? <laughs> Why do you always end up talking to like the uh, staff? It's not, so it sounds premeditated then. Someone tipped him off that you were Johnny. So I asked, I asked whose wedding it was. I was like, come on, fess up. Just you, <laughs> Who's you done this? Who's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be cross. I won't be cross. But, and he said he had nothing to do with it. So That sounds suspicious. Mm, That's fishy. him dropping a clue, a warning shot. Fishy. And then it, 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 about a year ago, I got picked in another wedding at round not at random by the groom had to stand up and pick so this guy's an actor all his friends are actors and musicians and incredibly talented people and i'm just like the random who lifts weights in the back and they go you need to pick three people to be involved in wedding olympics and i'm like oh he's gonna think johnny does a bit of fitness stuff i'll ask him mm. lo and behold i get picked to be involved in a improvisation drama scene in front of a room full of professional actors and musicians oh no so you're right it does seem to happen to me luckily though none of them are made on the internet yet partly i think because you weren't there for either of them yeah i wasn't there with a dslr <laughs> and a directional <laughs> mic <laughs> be like yes okay let's you go wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to resist would you if it were happening and you were there I think you would be unable to, I think you'd capture it and then maybe say to me, I'd like to post this on social media. I'd, I'd get your consent. Like, I don't think it's fair to, to meme you without consent. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, it's, it's like back in the day when fraping was a thing, but, but nowadays it's, it would just be brand damage. So yeah, loses the fun. The, the, the funniest version of that that I can remember seeing was when we were working in a cafe with our friend Ben. And <laughs> you, you would wait for him to go to the toilet and then you would like unlock his laptop or you would leave his laptop unlocked and you would like change the the settings on his trackpad so it was like up as down and down as up. So, yeah, I, I actually, I'm very proud of this one. I'm very proud of this. I changed Ben's autocorrect on his laptop from any time he wrote the word and it changed it to poo and anytime he wrote the it changed it to bum so quite like benign text corrections but because those settings propagate across your iCloud and into your phone Ben was in the cafe in the toilet texting his girlfriend and came back and was like how the hell have you done this like I've just texted Laura and it said like hello poo bum on the way to the poo bum with <laughs> He was like, I've had my phone in my pocket all day. How did he do it? I, and I was like, there's the iCloud sync just doing its magic. I'm sure he got back to his laptop and we were like watching him and he was just sort of just going, what's this? Like, why, why when I'm, and he tolerated it for ages before being like, what have you guys done? But that's, it's, yeah, the that's advanced. the whole direction because when, when they rolled it out, you and Ben kind of, had to adapt and accepted it. Whereas I just immediately rejected the, the update that what this is, Apple trying to make scrolling more like an iPad. So when you scroll down, it goes up and up, it goes down. You know what? Let's, 
let's get to the bottom of this once and for all. <laughs> right. So if you're listening, drop us a message on Instagram. When you on your laptop take put your finger in the center of the trackpad and move it to the top of the trackpad, which way does the mouse, does the cursor move on the screen? Does it move up or does it move down? Let us know. And let us know which way you think it should move. We need to settle this. <laughs> we do. Mine moves, just to spoil a surprise, mine moves up. Mine moves the correct way. Up. <laughs> Yours moves down. If I move my fingers down, the page moves down, yeah. <laughs> the page well, moves uh, down. Well, no, the page moves up. That's, oh, God. But, well, no, hang on. Which way does the mouse pointer move when you move your finger to the top of the trackpad? The mouse pointer? Like, yeah. up. Okay. I thought you meant that the whole thing was inverted. Oh, that would be oh, like a like a an aircraft joystick. Yeah, that's what I thought. This whole time, that's what I thought you'd been referring to, which is why I'm like, that's ludicrous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you mean like two-finger scroll? Yeah, just two-finger scroll, not not single finger cursor. I'm not a I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> so to cancel what I said then. So if you do a two-finger scroll, so this is only really a MacBook thing. The only laptop worth having, really. So when you, if you like open mail, Apple mail, and you go on to scroll down your emails and you take two fingers in the center of the trackpad and you scroll them up, scroll yeah. them up, you're saying, does it just go boom, boom, boom? Yeah. <laughs> if I do that upwards. <laughs> This is like watching two people who don't quite speak each other's language try to communicate and like ask for directions. <laughs> yeah. So I have to move my fingers like that to get it to go. Boom. Boom. Okay. Boom. Because you're living in upside down land yeah. where everything's upside down. Um... I just trust Apple to make these decisions for me. Sorry about that, everyone. Yeah, uh, apologies, but we, you know, we, we had to we had to get to the bottom of it. We did. <laughs> I've actually switched back from Safari. I really try to be in Apple's ecosystem. Obviously, Apple Notes, Reminders, Safari, Calendar, but sometimes they just make it so difficult that I've gone back to the dark side. Brave. Yeah, which is basically Chrome, mm, except crypto. <laughs> yeah, crypto Chrome. <laughs> They like don't store your details, don't allow any tracking, and give you some kind of coin. It yeah, it earns you like two pence a month or something for for browsing the internet. Isn't it made by like a former Google employee or something? I think so. Disgruntled employee. Just to get back at his old at his old company. Yeah. So, um, what are we talking about? Whether you need testimonials to succeed online i think it's a very common question that we get from people that we speak to who are moving from offline into online or even just they're, they're new to coaching and they want to start on the right foot and move into online coaching 
And they're like, ah, oh, but I see other coaches that have got loads of before and after photos and I've not got any of them. So what do I do? Mm. I think it's a, um, I think it's a, it's a misconception to be honest. Cause like, if you think about it, every it's a, it's a fairly level playing field at this point. Like it used to be the case, I guess, go back to when we first started online coaching testimonials were a bit rare for online stuff. You'd have like a supplement brand would have some testimonials, but not many other brands would. Um, but now that there's like a lot of online options, um, and the, especially things like Herbalife or a lot of these new, newer, like teas and powders and supp- like quick fix essentially they all have before and afters and they all have great before and afters like whatever you think of joe wicks as a coach and his like 90 day plan which is broadly speaking a pdf or at least one version of it is he has hundreds of testimonials and before and afters so like if it was just a case of who's got the most testimonials there'd be no room for anybody to ever get new clients but people in our community get new clients every day with zero testimonials so they're not the the point is they're not the thing that the court that convinces someone to purchase they can help sure like they might get someone who's on the fence off the fence but i think there has to be an implicit assumption that what you do as a coach works and you have to communicate that in ways that is not just look at this person who lost weight there has to be another narrative and another sales conversation going on yeah there's there's a lot of problems with before and afters as a thing as well mm. I mean, the the five main things I can think of, like one of them is if you are Herbalife, you've got millions of people using your program, using your, your stuff. Yeah. So if 1% of them lose weight while consuming Herbalife, Herbalife can then claim that picture and be like, ah, look, it was the Herbalife that did it. It definitely wasn't the consistent exercise and calorie deficit that they had, which of which Herbalife paid a very small part in but they've got so many people that they can cherry pick and get the good ones. Mm-hmm. You also don't know if drugs are involved. There's, there's nothing in a before and after, unless it's gratuitous that, that you, that you can definitely say, ah, they were using steroids or, um, you can't guarantee the timeline. Even if you hold up a newspaper, you can fake that as well. Like, mm-hmm. but no, I mean, no one really holds up newspapers anymore and before and afters. Many people, we've we've definitely seen the practice of coaches that claim a twelve week transformation, but it actually took a year. Yeah, um, <laughs> the old the old trick, um, <laughs> or it could just be completely fake. You know, it might not even be your client at all. So, well, and there's even now there's like filters, ways to doctor photos that you can like download on your phone. You know, it used to be the case that you needed Photoshop or photo editing skills, but now there's like apps you can put photos through and it filters it to make it look way better than it is that'll just so, like change the shape of your face and make your eyes eyes a bit bigger and you'd look more lean and yeah it's completely so slowly the market will become more and more aware of before and afters being less valuable um recognizing as you say that there's app uh modifications as ways to change that it also is a snapshot it doesn't necessarily show the mindset someone was in there's definitely, I mean, we, we've got before and afters ourselves where we've gone from like fat to lean. And I guarantee both of us were in a pretty minging headspace in the lean photo. <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't feel as good as we looked. I think, um, 
oh yeah, I thought I'd lost that point. Um, so I think part of the reason why before and after photos used to work, so let's say like 2011, I think the problem in 2011 was people like us who were like arguably the ex, some of the experts in the community were believing that like insulin was the problem, carb timing was a solution, supplements were the solution, and we were buying into these programs. And so the before and after was like evidence that it worked, right? Like, look how lean somebody got with that thing. That's the answer. I think really now for most people, there's not, an, there's not an information lack, like there's a ton of information available and a lot of different solutions will work for them. So like you could cut out carbs if you want to, you could cut out fat if you want to ish. Um, you know, you could, you could do fasting two days a week. You could eat every day. You know, there's, there's, there's not really a right or wrong way as long as the basic principles are adhered to. So if anything, all a testimonial is showing is like, look, this person was able to eat a calorie deficit for eight weeks while I worked with them. It doesn't really validate anything other than really the minimum, which is that you're, you're able to help someone lose weight, which I think is people should assume if they're considering working with you, they should be assuming that if not, there's a far bigger trust issue going on with your marketing that can't be solved by two photos on the internet. So I think that's why they've kind of that the abundance of them and the sort of shift in what the problem is for the industry mm -hmm. means that having a photo like that doesn't really do anything these days. They've kind of lost their potency. The other thing is like, and this is a much wider problem. Don't, if you're moving online, don't just go for generic fat loss coaching. Like you are up against the behemoths of the industry. You will have no chance of getting heard and it's not specific enough to be able to get someone's attention. So I spoke to someone this morning who works with people around emotional eating, binge eating, uh, relationship with food, that kind of thing. And she has people ask like, oh, do you do kind of six week transformation? She was like, well, no, not really. Because it, you, you see the photos and you don't see what's going on in their, in their heads. You don't see their menstrual cycle that's been disrupted. You don't see the, the mindset and the food obsession and all these things. And so she's moving away from that and focusing on like what's, what's going on inside and what's the, the sustainable thought patterns that you can develop. And a before and after photo not only doesn't show that, but may even be masking a decline in someone's relationship with food and yeah. <laughs> mental health. And, and if you are going to go after like broad fat loss, like we've got uh, just someone who jumps to mind in our program, who's doing fat loss, but for like guys really into gaming which sounds so like such a weird niche, right? But if you think about that, they have a problem, like, which is I'm trying to lose weight and what I'm trying, what I'm doing, or I'm trying to build muscle and what I'm doing isn't working. And a lot of other shared things that those guys maybe don't feel like they fit into the standard fitness stuff. So he's building a community in a world for them. So how hard is it to stand out in that world versus fat loss on the internet? Like it's infinitely oh. easier. Like it's one tiny change, but it's, uh, it's still, yeah, I mean, niche is a separate thing, which we can get into. But the point is like, imagine being anyone in, in any niche and thinking, I'm going to pick that coach because that before and after photo just looks so good because people look at it and think, yeah, but it will be different for me because kids work stuff that hasn't worked in the past. My metabolism's slow. I can't tolerate dairy, like whatever people believe to be true. That's what they care about. And that you can't tell that about a progress photo. 
Mm. Well, the, the truth is it would be different for you because that that person, we don't know what their plan was, what their, the, quant, the size of their deficit was. Like really as a coach, you're just the sat nav. You're not, you're not, you can't really take credit for someone's results. So even if someone makes amazing results, like at best you sent them some, some PDFs and some programming and, you know, got them to stick to a program, but it was them that did the work. So, um, yeah, you, you know, you write, someone looks at it and it's like, well, will that apply to you? Big question mark. Yeah. I, I think, um, what would be more convincing? Like imagine, um, it's like using, I guess, our philosophies, like someone's listening to us and they hear it and they think, well, these guys are teaching me a way to still make progress while drinking alcohol and spending half the time in the gym that I was previously. That sounds really enticing and I kind of trust them and I get on with the way that they present things. How much is the program versus here's a photo of someone who in the past lost weight over an undefined period of time <laughs> with loads of parameters that we don't know. How much is the program? Like it just doesn't, that's not these days anyway. That's not why people buy. Like it, it requires like, what is it? Why is it different? Why should I listen to you? What do I get? How does it work? What if I don't like it? What if it doesn't work? All those sorts of things. I should say as well, if, if you're working with people who are looking for the, the to drop a dress size or to get in, get lean for the holiday or anything like that. So, so that I'm talking about like the beginners and the kind of novice market, then this can be part of your sales process. This is part of your objection handling is to communicate that what they will see on before and after photos are not, you know, it's not the full picture. Yeah. As you've said there, like that was, they lost fat at a certain point in time. You don't know what are they looking like now? Like, have they regained all the weight? Maybe, you know, <laughs> is yeah. it fake? Is it even their client? Does it show their mental health decline? Like, do we know what deficit they did? Any of that stuff. So you can actually use it as a chance to throw rocks at your enemies and say, Hey, you might think that you want to drop a dress size or that you want to lose a stone or whatever. But if we dig deeper, we'll, we'll see that actually there's a lot of underlying things that, that you really want. And that, that's actually what you're seeking. Um, so it's a great platform to, um, to communicate with your clients and connect with people that way. I think linked to that as well, it's hard, it's, it's hard to define like what, um, what a client actually wants in, in the sense of like, what is success for clients? So someone, um, you know, has the goal of, I want to look like Brad Pitt and fight club because I watched that film when I was younger and I was, I've always had that as a goal, but actually between now and this arbitrary goal in the, in the future, they reach a body weight and a nutrition plan and a training setup where they're just like, man, I just love this. I don't want to get any leaner. This is great. With, is that before and after that before and after photo might not actually be that impressive, but the person might be over the moon with the result. So how do you mm -hmm. communicate that to somebody? You can't, someone might look at a before and after photo and look at the before and after photo of the coach who's happy to encourage their clients to take, cough medicine that might involve some suspect ingredients and get results that are way more extreme and think, oh, well, they're better. Like it, it, it's going down a road that you can't really win. So if you post average before and after test, average before and after photos, but the clients are really happy, you can't see that. If you post amazing before and after photos that are so good, people will assume they're fake or assume they're drug enhanced. So you can't really win. It's, it's better to just market and sell in a slightly different way and communicate how you can help someone rather than relying on a photograph. It's funny because if, if we look at the medical world, you know, so where the, the, everyone's very evidence-based, scientifically minded, there's no 
um, or that there's much less influence of emotionally driven decision-making, mm. what is the lowest quality form of evidence on the evidence hierarchy? It's a case study. Like this one patient took this drug and this happened to them. It's completely dismissed in clinical circles. Right. What's the highest form of um, evidence? Like a randomized controlled trial, double blind with a large number of people. Mm. And that's, that's showing that the drug as a system works on mass and produces net benefit with few side effects rather than oh, like my mate Darren has been smoking for 45 years and he's, he's lived to 90 and he's okay. Like that's a, that's a one-off thing and it doesn't really tell us much. So this is why we very much recommend, and you'll see, we do it in ourselves, both in, in fitness and in business of making sure that your system is the thing which generates the results and then verifying and showing that anyone can go through the system. And if the inputs are correct, it can produce reliable outputs rather than picking one particular output and trying to claim credit for it. It's why for our propane business testimonials, we try and get video. So if someone says like, guys, I've had a great result, I'd love to give you a review. We try and just get them to talk about it in a video because it's so easy to write a testimonial, which is like made 20 grand, this, whatever. Like you don't know what, like that month might be the worst month of their life. <laughs> like, and, and a lot of the times it is right. Like if oh, well, I want to the coach was running ads to a cold opt-in form and I was just getting automated WhatsApps through and I had to message everyone and go through a 10 step DM script and then got on cold calls with them. And I closed 10% of them and I barely slept, but I made 20 grand. It's like, well, can you do that again? Like you're going to do that for five years. Whereas if someone's 20 like, grand gross as well. Yeah. Gross. This is how I found the program. This is what it was like working with the guys. These are the results I got. Like that's what you care about really is the, how does it feel to have the, to be in the process and, work towards the outcome rather than an isolated piece of information. Cause as in both sides, right, you need the full picture. Cause if the goal is lose weight at all costs, just eat nothing. Right. That's a pretty horrendous way to approach it, but like take it to its extreme. It's what we've spoken about in previous podcasts. If the, if you just focus on the number the whole time, that's the only thing you're paying attention to, or this like one outcome without paying attention to the rest of it, it can very easily become distracting and misleading. So, so then how do we reconcile that? Cause we're, we're not saying don't use before and after photos. We're just saying like, recognize the limitations in them. Mm. On the other hand, when you start to get client results, what's the best way to, to use that in your marketing? Use them to overcome specific objections. So number one, have a conversion system. So we teach a 14 day challenge. You can choose to believe that or not, but let's say you have a 14 day challenge and people go through that and they're like 90% there, but consistently people get to that point and they're like, uh, I'm going on holiday in a week. I want to start in, I want to start in a month. Let's say you had a testimonial from someone who was going on a holiday anyway and started and it was seamless. The whole process was seamless and they still enjoyed the holiday and they still got results and all that sort of stuff. Great way to use a test, a specific piece of client information because it's someone like them who's been through the process, who had that problem, who found the solution to be effective or someone who could, couldn't train in a gym or had busy work life or had busy family life, whatever. I had this problem too. Here's me talking about it for a couple of minutes. Here's what it was like. That's far more valuable than just like, oh, here's a before and after photo. Cause we're, we're numb to them at this point. Like, what does that mean? It means nothing. Like, but what about my busy family life? So that that's how I would suggest doing it. Like use it strategically. 
um, to help people make a decision rather than just blast fat loss pictures. Nice. And then if you show the result, it's, it's within a context of like, this is Denzel. He was a lawyer. He was working busy shifts and had a long commute. And this was the result he achieved while his schedule looked like this. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So just to loop it back to the beginning, why have you got to be the chicken? <laughs> be the chicken. You've forgotten. Not the egg. Because when you don't have when you're starting online, you don't have testimonial photos, you're like, well, how do I start? And if you think that you need testimonial photos to to start online, then it's chicken and egg, isn't it? Yeah. So the solution be the chicken. Be the chicken. Like the chicken's not sat there going like, fuck, a chicken and egg problem. Just produces eggs. I yep. have to worry about the rest. So, just... <laughs> so yeah, just, just get clients through means that work without testimonials, like a 14-day challenge. You'll get clients, you'll work with them, you'll get results. Use those strategically, but they're not the thing that will... You can have testimonials and have no clients, trust me. So, or have before and after pictures from from past clients and still not generate any new ones, I should say. Um, if you're thinking, what do you mean 14 day challenge? Well, do you have mean? a look at the link in the description of this podcast. Johnny has a full video overview of how to create the conversion system that we're talking about, that you can drop people into the top end of it and it produces clients reliably simply because it's front-loaded all of your best content in a sequence that achieves a specific objective and gets people ready for your group coaching program. And if you're thinking, I've watched that before, guys, it was really good. And I'm sort of considering working with you, but I've just got a few questions and you want to jump to the front of the queue, being the, the, the VIP queue jump with the wristband and come in the posh area at the back, drop us an email with the subject line Propane Business Podcast and we'll send you a special call booking link. The bouncer will, will come and um, sort of put you under his arm and be like, don't worry, come here, come, come here. Come this way, come this way, come around here. 